All right, football fans, welcome to the NFL Week 16 Pick'em Show. We got Omar Youssef. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm gonna just you know uh, try to stay warm out here. It's it's pretty crazy how cold it is, but you know, hoping, uh, praying for everybody's safety. I know a lot of people are traveling, like you know, being Christmas the eve of Christmas Eve. So you know. Just yeah. hoping that people get to their families and their loved ones like safely. Yeah, man. A lot of people were going to that risk convention in in Toronto. I heard a lot of uh, flights got canceled and there was a lot of driving in the snow. So uh, and it's single digits here. I honestly haven't felt this cold in maybe like at least over a year. At least like like maybe two years. I don't remember it being like this cold, this single digits uh, for a long time here. So yeah, yeah. But. Uh, Anyway, that's going to be a theme this week because there's going to be a lot of games that feel like negative degree, actually, like negative one, negative two in a lot of these games this week. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. So we're going to go ahead and start with that first one, Buffalo Bills at the Chicago Bears. The Bills here are favored by eight points, and it's going to be nine degrees projected in this game, but I think it's going to feel like negative uh, temperature here. So one of the many you know frigid atmospheres this week, I think there's going to be at least – uh, five or six that are played in single digits in what feel like negative. So, um, yeah, what do you think is going to happen in this one? Bills at Bears. Well, you know, that's, that's kind of interesting. I never, like, I, I totally miss the, the the games being impacted by the by the cold front. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what's funny? Like, both of these teams are probably a little used to, like, the cold weather. Uh, I'm, I'm sure nobody ever gets, like, that used to it, but... You know, I, I, I don't think that they'll be as impacted in terms of, you know, them being caught off guard. Um, I think, you know, I think the Bills are, you know, I'm going to take the Bills here. The spread, like you said, it's like eight and a half, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. And I think the Bills probably, you know, want to get hot. They're gunning for that one seed. I think they have the inside track. So, I mean, I think the Bills win, and I think they win pretty handedly here the, the bears don't really have much to play for um the only thing is is like and and i feel like the bears have done this all year is they will they will get down by a lot right and then they will start coming back into the game now they won't like get close there's no real threat of them winning the game but you know i, I think they you know they cover the spread basically so I would not be surprised if this is a game where it's like 28 to like 10 at some point and then the Bears start coming back, you know, and like the final score is like 28 to 21 or 28 to 24, something like that, even though the game itself is a lot more lopsided than what it shows. Exactly. Yeah, when I looked at this game, I thought this is the type of game that I could see Chicago upsetting. Just because it's cold weather, uh, like you said, cold weather, um, you run more. Justin Fields, essentially, that's all he does. And it feels like every time I watch him, he gets faster. It, yeah. it, it's so weird, you know, like just he's deceptively quick. And he wasn't like this in his first year. Um, so he's really developed that part of his game. And, you know, when it, when it really comes down to it, like you said, it's Chicago doesn't really know how to finish games. I mean – in the sense that they build themselves such a deep hole and they're not able to come back. And at this point, I think that they are kind of close to securing that draft spot. I think they're 
like built into that. I think that number two, I think they're kind of set there. Or um, I think they've already kind of secured that spot, and I think they're going to start benching maybe some of their star players that have injuries or whatnot. So um, on the other side, the Bills still, still do have something to play for, playoff positioning. So I could see the Bills upsetting here, but I'm not going to pick them. I'm going to go with the uh, – uh, the Bills winning this game 30-20. to 20. Uh, So moving on now to the uh, the next game, the New Orleans Saints at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Browns here are favored by three, and this is going to be another, they're saying 11 degrees, but probably feels like, again, negative temperatures or single digits. What do you see right. in this game? Oh, um, I think this is a game with Cleveland with this. Like, I... I on paper, I think that these teams are probably not too far apart, but I think that this is a game where I think the Saints could be impacted by the cold weather, uh, playing outdoors. You know, um, they're, they've historically just, you know, been a different team when they played outdoors as opposed to, you know, in that dome. So I, I, I think the Browns will cover, um, you know, a close game, not, not nothing like a blowout, but, you know, um, the Browns are an interesting team. I don't really know what to think of them. I feel like they, the midseason or the three fourths of this of the three fourths of the season quarterback change that they made, I think, kind of disrupted the flow of their offense. Like I was listening to I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and it's funny they were saying that Amari was actually playing better with Brissett, like, or at least his numbers were better mm. with Brissett. And, you know, I think it's because you have continuity, you have flow of the offense, everything is kind of clicking. Not, again, not that they're a good team, but, you know, everything is more efficient because you, you have repetition, you have things going. So sure. I, I, I think, you know, I think that may have disrupted things a little bit. But, you know, I think the Browns are probably still, like, a slightly more talented team. Um the one thing that can throw a wrench into that would be the Saints defense kind of playing up to what I think they can be. I just don't know if they have enough to kind of overcome the offensive kind of challenges that they have. And from last I remember, I don't think Chris Olave is playing this week. I probably have to double check that. But yep, he's if, he's, if he's if he's yeah, if he's not playing then um I think the Browns definitely win this game, and I think it's like I'll say twenty-four to seventeen. Cleveland wins. Close one. Yeah. Like you mentioned, I can't see the Saints thriving in this kind of weather. Uh, not only do they play in a dome, but they also play in that South Division, where you're not really playing any any teams in this kind of weather. So, like you mentioned, Olave is out. Watson, he started off. Really, really rusty. I mean, we could tell those first two games really rusty. He's starting to play a little bit better. He's starting to knock off some of the rust. And Donovan Peoples-Jones is really emerging. Uh, Amari, I think, of course, he's like an amazing weapon for him. Whether the synergy is not there yet, hopefully, I, I think it'll probably develop. So I'm also going to take the Browns to win this in a bit of a low-scoring game, though, 14-12. to 12. So... Moving now to a, a divisional battle, Houston Texans at Tennessee Titans. Titans are favored by three here. Even though it's in Tennessee, this is going to be another cold, cold game. This is going to be 17 degrees they're predicting. So what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, man. I, I Well, at the forefront, I just got to say, I, I 
seems like I might have been wrong about Tennessee. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, we talked about this a month ago, you know, and I said, oh, yeah, you know, I think Tennessee is going to start humming. They're going to start, you know, cold weather. This is their, their, their type of, you know, their type of game is suited for this type of football. I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about them. Like, they're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're kind of run-of-the-mill, kind of like a mediocre slash, you know, lower-end playoff team. And I think that that's kind of what we'll see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they blow out the Texans here, to be quite honest with you. The Texans have kind of given the Cowboys and the Chiefs, like, a good fight the last two weeks. But I think that might, you know, that might have been, like, their last collective breath, right? Mm. I, I don't, I don't, other than the players and their pride and them trying to win, I don't really think Houston cares whether they win or lose, you know? And I think the, the Titans are obviously trying to win this division. With Jacksonville breathing down their neck, they have a lot to play for. So... You know, I, I, I would imagine that the Titans get rolling here, at least in this game. I don't know if it'll carry over. I don't trust them. But I think, you know, in this game, I can see them getting that running game going, especially when it's this cold. So mm. I'll say Tennessee takes this 23-10. to 10. I'll say 23-10 to 10, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Tannehill is out for the season now. They just, uh, I think, announced that this, this week. So... Malik Willis, man, this guy, I I think he's he's an absolute disaster. I think he's actually one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen play this year, like worse than Zach Wilson. Um, and, uh, you know, you mentioned this. Texans almost beat the Cowboys and the Chiefs. It, it, it took overtime for them to to win those games. Those are both elite teams, and this this is a team with, with one win. They do have a lot of fight. Um they already have the, the the number one overall pick secured, so oh, they already think, have it. In, they already have it locked. I think so because the second mo- the, the second team has three wins. They have one, and how many how many games are? Is it two or three weeks left? So they may so they may not, but I think that they're. I don't know. I I think in their minds they. I don't think the coaching staff is going to think about we have to continue to lose to get right. this number one pick. That Because I think that they've had that mindset for a while, but now it's just like, let them loose. We're going to get a top pick. It doesn't really matter at this point. And I think that they were kind of holding them back in previous weeks. So I'm actually going to you know, call the upset here. I'm going to say the Texans stack the box to stop Derrick Henry, and they win this game 21-17. to You Hey, you might be right. So I, I actually completely blanked on Ryan Tannehill. It just happened, yeah. They just yeah. said he's going to be out for the season, yeah. So, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll stick with my pick because I made it, but I wouldn't be surprised. And that's a good point about it doesn't really matter if Houston wins here because you're right. It looks like they're the only one win team in the league. Only the Bears are the Bears are like the second worst at three wins, so yeah. <laughs> they kind of have a margin for error here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. And it's going to be, if, I mean, if the Titans do, I think they're going to lose this game. And if they do, um, there's going to be some serious stuff that's like going on, I think, with this, this coaching staff. And I don't know, it just feels like they've been underperforming a little bit. There might be like a firing of a coordinator or something like that. Uh, I could see that happening. So move on to another cold game here, uh, one that I'm, I'm not really looking forward to. Seattle Seahawks at Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 10. This is the biggest line of the week. It's going to be, they're saying 13 degrees, but again, it's going to feel like negative one. 
Uh, I'll let you go first here. What do you What do you think is gonna happen? All right, I'll I'll, I'll make it quick so you have enough time. Uh, I I think this spread is a little. That's a little too high. I, I just uh, that's a little disrespectful to a team that's kind of competing for you know a wild card spot and very much in the hunt. Um, you know. The Seahawks are apparently. I'm looking at it. 29th in points allowed, which is a little. I didn't. I didn't They're think terrible. it was that bad. They're so I bad. You, I know you mentioned. I didn't think it was that bad, but you know. So okay, I am unfortunately, and I'm sorry. I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win this game. I don't blame you, but I don't. I don't know, man. I I I would like to give a wild card team more respect than that. So I will say it'll be something like. 30 to 23 with the Seahawks kind of like fighting back towards the end. Cause I do yeah. think, you know, they, they at this point, not desperate, but I think there's a sense of urgency going on right now. Um, so I, I do imagine that the chiefs will probably be up early here and the Seahawks will be trying to catch up. I think that's kind of how I see this game going, but yeah, man, I'll give you the rest of the, the floor for the rest of the time. Man, Pete, Pete Carroll last week in the press conference, he had this like look in his eye that said, you know, everyone's going to count us out against the Chiefs, but we're going to bring something to them. I think he's going to really, really prepare this team to play this game uh, like he does for a lot of games. I mean, they beat the, the, the Chiefs, uh, I think, last year or two years ago when Patrick Mahomes was like, they're having like an amazing season. They'll come out and play tough in these games, whether they win them or not. But like you mentioned, Hawks' de- run defense is absolutely pathetic. I think they are um, – you said points allowed, they're 29th, but their run defense is, like, I think last in the league. I think they're the worst run defense in the league, which is crazy for a team that's fighting for a wild card spot. But the pass defense is actually uh, surprisingly stout when you're talking about just the receivers, right? So Tariq Woolen, actually, they're not even really – throwing at his side anymore, and he is absolutely on par with Ahmed Gardner for Defensive Rookie of the Year. A lot of people are not even talking about Tariq Woolen for Defensive Rookie of the Year, but they absolutely should. He should be in that conversation with Ahmed Gardner. Um, the problem is the Chiefs have great running backs and a great tight end, okay? Uh, Pacheco, McKinnon, uh, Allaire, and then, of, of course, Travis Kelsey, and those are the people that, um, that the Hawks suffer with. I mean, they... It, they have such a problem with the, and then also Tyler Lockett is out of this game, and um, you're talking about Marquise Goodwin as a number two receiver. Um, of course, it makes it's just common sense to pick the Chiefs in this game, but you know what? I have no common sense. I'm gonna pick with my heart here, and I'm gonna go with Geno and DK hooking up for four touchdowns somehow, and them eking out this game, 31 to 30, because if they don't, their playoffs hopes are are, are pretty much out. So. I'm picking with my heart here. I'm just going to say 31-30, them eking out this game. So, uh, you know, whatever. Bismillah. I hope anyway. it happens, man. I hope it happens. It'd <laughs> Me be, too. Uh, it be a hell of a story. Me too. Me too. Anyway, moving on. New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Vikings are favored by four here after um, the Giants were gifted that game against Washington last week. What do you think is going to happen in this game? <laughs> you know, I – it's funny. I feel like both of these teams are coming off of uh, wins that were very emotionally high in their own, in like kind of different ways. Mm-hmm. The Vikings obviously had that crazy game where they came back, right? 33 points, the biggest comeback in NFL history. Um, and the Giants, like you said, that's, you know, you're kind of gifted that win.
last second no call, which was so blatant, right? Yep. I, you know, I, I really want to pick the Vikings here. Uh, I, I think like they, they have too much firepower on offense. They're just a much more talented team. Like I've been saying it all year, the Giants are overachieving because of really good coaching. I just wonder if the Vikings are like if they will be emotionally exhausted from mm. kind of like the moment. Now, if they can win, then that will like show me that they have kind of like the emotional intelligence to kind of manage the the you know the highs and lows of a season or like of a certain stretch. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Minnesota. Uh, just because, you know, again, they're, they're the better team on paper. They have more weapons, and I don't think the Giants would be able to keep up. Again, this is a 1 p.m. slot. So I'll pick Minnesota, and I'll say 27-17 to 17, because I don't mm-hmm. think the Giants can keep up. But I am going to be keeping an eye on if this might be a letdown game for Minnesota after that high from last week. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, coming – Back, like making the biggest comeback in NFL history, you're right. That is, I didn't really factor that into, you know, playing this into this game because I just, I don't respect the Giants. And I, I think, whatever. I mean, there's, there's, there's some conspiracies, right? Like, uh, you know, you want a New York team in the playoffs and all this kind of stuff. And I'm kind of, I'm starting to be convinced after I saw that, the end of that game, because not only was, uh, did the referee, you know, Terry McLaurin looked at the referee, I think, two or three times to try to make sure that he was set on the line. And he, he said he heard the referee said he was good and, and set on the line. So to call him on that, I think, is BS. And then also for not only, you know, in, in, the, in the field of play for them not to call that defensive P.I., but then the referee that's like in that whatever that um, ESPN booth said it was P.I., after the game they came and said it was P.I., I don't know how you don't call that. So, you know, whatever. Call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever. I think that they're trying to push New York into these playoffs. And somebody who's a fan of another team trying to get into those playoffs, I think it's absolutely, you know, pushing some, I don't know. If there is, if that stuff exists, I think that they are kind of trying to do it with this one. So, Well, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny you say that because we have heard nothing but praise for this giant. Like, I have never, like the whole year, it was like the Giants are a top 10 team. The Giants, like, bro, everybody sees they are not that good. Like, they are just, like, again, overachieving. Yeah. It was like a, every time I would watch, like, Florio or, like, whatever, it was like, oh, well, you know, there's something to be said about them being 7-1. and one. Like, okay, that's <laughs> cool. But, like, we can all see that this is going to fall off. Like, the wheels are going to fall and off. And they did. And they did. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's. Yeah, it might be the New York media bias. You never know, man. Yeah, and so with this, with that being said, the Vikings. Are, I, if I had a lock this week, it would be it would be for the Vikings, and I, I'm going to just take them to win this 28-14, both emotionally and because I just think they have a much better, they have much more talent. But you're right; you bring up a good point in that there might be a letdown. I hope that's not the case. Um, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals at the New England Patriots. Bengals are favored by. Only three points here, which is a bit of a uh, surprising line. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this one? So I think that this is a situation, I'm, like I'm looking at the line, I think this is a situation where once again, you know, people may be falling into kind of like, uh, you know, you, you're, you're victims of the past per se. 
and you're looking at, oh, Belichick and, like, this whole aura of, like, Foxborough and the Patriots. And I think they're looking at the fact, so the Bengals have lost seven straight road games at the Patriots with the last time they're, they're the, with the last time them winning being 1986. Wow. Yeah, so that's the only reason Ooh. I can see them being favored by only three here. The Bengals have been the hottest team, in, other than the Jaguars. I think the Bengals have been the hottest team in the league. And unlike the Jaguars, I think the Bengals are a Super Bowl contender. Like, they're mm. capable of, you know, going all the way. So, for them to be only favored by three is kind of a, it's a bit of a shock to me, especially because the way I understand it is the home team gets three anyway, right? True. Isn't that how it works? True. So, uh, I would have the Bengals, you know, favored by maybe like five or six here. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think they win this, uh, not again, not a blowout, but pretty convincingly. Uh, I'll say 31 to 23. 31 to 23 sounds about right to me. Uh, actually, you know what? No, 31 to 20. Because that offense is a little. <laughs> so, yeah, Yo. Yo. What up, man? What's going on? <laughs> Yo, I hope it's okay if I join the party. Man. Of course, party, man. Bro. Of course. Of course, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah. Amor was just talking. So we're talking about the uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the New England Patriots here. Right. And, um, yeah, we're talking about how – so but before we finish – yeah, Amor, go ahead and finish your, your, your point on who do you think is Yeah, going. yeah. So, you know, I, I just think that the Bengals are, you know, they're, they're like kind of peaking at, you know, the perfect time. And I think they keep – going and like you know i think my guy joe burrow just keeps doing his thing and i think the patriots i don't think they have the offense to keep up if the Bengals get going so i'll say like 31 to 20 i think cincinnati wins that game all right abdullah abdullah Yaqubi, thank you so much for joining man i'm loving the hair i'm loving the locks man what do you what do you think is going to happen in this Bengals versus uh, patriots game you know um it's hard with the Patriots because you never know which Patriots are going to show up each week. You know, it's like last week was a kind of a crazy loss for them, but they still put up 25 points. But it just doesn't seem like they've got the momentum right now. I feel like the Bengals probably have a little bit more momentum than the the Patriots do. So, but... It's hard for me to think it's going to be a landslide. It's a Bill Belichick team. So i probably give the nod to uh, the Bengals by a touchdown. So, you know, I'll say probably uh, 24 to 17 Bengals. Yeah, Omar Yusuf brought up an amazing stat that the Bengals haven't won in in New England since 1986. Is that what you said? Yep. Since 1986. Wow. They're on the Cincinnati. They're on the Cincinnati. And you know what? Uh, listen, I'd be listen. I'd be scared to face a Belichick coach team after what happened to them last week because he is absolutely chewing them out in practice and threatening their lives after they made that kind of mistake because he doesn't make that mistake. He says, do your job. Jacoby Myers didn't do his job. Mac Jones didn't do his job by trying to tackle Chandler Jones. That was kind of pathetic. Um, but they will absolutely correct the mistakes from last week. Maybe why, that's why they're giving him, you know, um, uh, only like three points, you know, essentially. So uh, it's also at New England. It, New England's always a, a tough place to play. Uh, 
I could see it absolutely being a trap game here, but I think the Bengals are just too talented, and they're playing for the N- uh, the AFC North division. They have too much to play for here, so I'm just going to take. Oh, they're playing for the one seed too. I mean, they're a game out. Okay, well, that's even more incentive. So I'm taking the Bengals here. I think it's going to be surprisingly close. I think it's going to be 24-23 Bengals. So moving on to the next game, the Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. Lions are favored by two and a half points here. Uh, we'll start with you, Abdullah. What do you think is going to happen in this one? Gosh, man. You know, I think um, Bengals, excuse me, the uh, Lions will get the win, but the the Carolina Panthers are also this crazy sneaky team because, like, honestly, like, I don't count them in on any week, but they have six wins this season. So, you know, they're, they're sneaking in wins when we'd least expect it. You know, a lot of people wrote this team off when, you know, their quarterback situation really just went sour with Baker and then Sam getting injured early on, but now he's coming back. Um, it, the thing is, the Lions are just, uh, I feel like they just, they have some of these really incredible wins and their offense is clicking a better. Golf is actually having a really good year, um, statistically speaking. Um, so, you know, I'm going to give the nod to the Lions. Um, you know, I, I'll probably do it uh, a 10-point difference, though. I think it's going to be maybe 24 to 14. 24-14. All right. Oh, why? Yeah, man. I um. So here's a here's a crazy here's a crazy way of looking at it. This is a game of two playoff contenders. <laughs> the, the the Panthers are a game out, I yeah. think, of <laughs> first place in the NFC South. What a pathetic division! It's crazy, right? It's like crazy. So I, this might be a sneaky good game because I think, not like good. Actually, let me reword that. This might be a sneaky competitive game. Yeah. I don't think it should be like good like football, but I think both teams have a lot to play for here. I think the difference is that unlike the Panthers, I think the Lions have enough talent to actually be a good football team, and I think they've been a good football team, uh, especially you know second half of the season. I think they were like what was it like one and seven or it was something crazy. They're one and six now. They're seven and seven. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So wow. crazy. I I think they're gonna do it, man. I I think they're gonna sneak into the playoffs. I do, um, because they're just hot. The offense has been really good all year. They have good running backs. Um, the defense, which is probably the most important thing, has been playing better. They're not like horrendous anymore. So I think that they will probably just put up too too many points and too much offense for Carolina to keep up. So I'll say 33-17, the Lions win that game. Okay. Yeah, Lions have been on an incredible run. I mean, honestly, it's, it's been awesome to see because they're like one of those fun teams to watch. Um, but I just don't think it's in their culture to keep this up. Okay, uh, and K- Carolina, like you mentioned, is playing for a division title at what are they six and eight or something? Five and nine. Five and nine. They're still playing for a division title. It's amazing, and the Sam Darnold to DJ Moore connection is very strong. And they've needed somebody to get that ball to DJ Moore all year. All the other quarterbacks have done a terrible job at it. He's finally the one that's doing it. Listen, man, I think the Panthers run and pass all over this Lions defense, who has been improved, and I think that they win this game. 
because it helps the Seahawks. 28 to 25. <laughs> well, <laughs> Panthers you know win. <laughs> you know what? So, I'm, so I have this pulled up. So Jared Goff, I guess he has. he's currently on like the longest streak of his career without throwing a pick. So it's like six games. Wow. So, yeah, so now that like they point this out, like you know, he's obviously going to end up throwing like five picks or something. I hope so. J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn is an amazing uh, cornerback. He's, yeah, he's Oof. really good. He might pick him off twice. I might, I might predict that, yeah. Anyway, moving on to the Atlanta Falcons at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are favored by six and a half points here. Oh, why? We'll start with you. Who do you got? So... Yeah, this is kind of a weird game, um, kind of a lackluster game. But here's the thing: Falcons are also playoff contenders. <laughs> They're also a game out of the division, right? They're not that far off. Uh, I think, nope. I think Ritter, I think going to Ritter has been good for the offense, uh, or at least the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, they have. Uh, is he a rookie, Tyler? Al- Tyler Algier, yeah. Yeah, um, I was reading up on him a little. A little bit, and you know, everybody is very high on his potential. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying that his floor is very high. So I think that's something that I would be keeping an eye on here. I'm not confident in them to win this game at Baltimore. Uh, again, Baltimore is you know a playoff contender. They're a wild card contender, and I'm going to pick them. I don't know if they're cover though. That's the thing. Like I don't. Baltimore's kind of a weird team to me. Um, I know how you feel about Lamar. But I feel like Lamar can give them enough juice, enough offense. Here, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll say that they win this like 20 to, 20 to like 16 or something. But, you know, I, again, like that whole NFC South is kind of weird. I think we'll know a lot more after this week when some of these teams are officially eliminated. But like it could start getting pretty crazy if you have like a five and ten or a six and nine team or something competing for number one, you know, a division lead. I know, insane. Uh, Yakubi, who do you got? So is Lamar back and is he playing this game this he, week? He's not actually. No. Okay. Hunt, Huntley's going to start. Huntley's going to start. Yeah. Well, um, th- I, I guess I'm going to choose this game to be my upset so far of the week, and. Um, it's only because it's it's one of those games where, like, one I know John Harbaugh is such a his team his his team is always well coached you know and they're always fighting, but um, you know Lamar is not starting Huntley even though I I think he's you know he can produce quality games he's won games this I know last year, um, but. The, the Ravens are, are known to give a game or two when you least expect it mm-hmm. and, and when you don't expect it. And that's the thing about their team this year that I've just kind of been like scratching my head because they'll give up a game or two when they shouldn't have. So, and um, I actually don't think the Falcons are really that talented, unfortunately. Like, I know they went to Ritter and he was, I think he only complete like 50% of his passes last week and like the majority of which majority of his targets went to that rookie receiver, I think Drake London. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corderell Patterson is is back. He gives them that, you know, Swiss Army knife playmaker. I think they squeak by because, because the uh, Ravens kind of fumbled this one away. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is back. 
Uh, he's been having a couple of good consecutive games, even though when I look at him run, he doesn't look like he's 100%, but he's been producing some good numbers. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna say this is a low-scoring game, and the Falcons squeak away with the win. Mm. Uh, I'll say 17-14 to 14 Falcons with the upset. Yeah, as you guys mentioned, these are two bad teams here. Uh, they're just, you know... I thought Huntley actually was going to be the answer for this team, and that they were going to let Lamar walk. Huntley hasn't looked that great, so neither of these teams have quarterbacks that are good yet. I think Ritter has opportunity to be good. Huntley, I don't know. He's going to have to prove something here. Um, They might let Lamar walk anyway. Yeah, well, I think they should. And like, like you guys mentioned, both of these teams are fighting for a division title. Last week, I saw something that I never thought I'd see, which is Justin Tucker missed two very makeable field goals. I don't know what's going on with this Ravens team, but uh, something's up. Something's not. And even like you mentioned, J.K. Dobbins, he has he's like one of the most injury prone players. Poor guy, you know, just like he may get injured again. Like even like like you said, he doesn't look like he's very even though he gets the yards. He just doesn't yeah. seem like it's 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 all back together. I just like the Falcons more here, to be honest with you. And like you mentioned, it's funny you mentioned Algier, but he he broke out for 140 yards uh, uh, last week, oh, and wow. yeah, he's a former linebacker from college, and he converted himself to a, to to a running back. And I think he's been great. And I think I saw him in a preseason BYU. This guy's a great player. Uh, and uh, you know in the preseason projection for running backs, I thought he was going to be very good. And, and, and moving forward for this team, he's going to be the running back for them. So I'm going to pick the Falcons here to win this game, 20 to 14. So moving on to the Washington Commanders at the San Francisco 49ers. Niners here are play, favored by six and a half. I don't think that's enough. Yakubi, what do you think? Wow. So the 49ers defense is a, one of the I would say the highlights of the NFL season. I mean, there's just so much fun to watch. Um, this is a squad that just emanates, you know, highest standard of quality football on the defensive side. And um, it's a very difficult team to beat because of their defense. And uh, I have them highly favored to make a very good playoff run. Um this year just because of that defense the crazy thing is is these commanders strangely are in this playoff race um you know albeit a wild card right now they did hand the eagles their first loss of the year which was a huge upset that no one you know kind of saw coming uh, is this game in um san francisco or is it here in dc san francisco it's in San Francisco. You know, I think a part of me would love to see the Commanders upset the uh, 49ers. I think I'm kind of wish, hoping for it, right? But I don't think my I'm I don't think I'm going to get my wish come true this week, unfortunately. So um, I'm going to say the 49ers win this one, and um, but it's going to it'll be a I think a, I think the the Commanders will, will won't make it too easy for them, but it there'll be a big enough difference. I'm going to call it uh, twenty to 13, uh, 49ers. Close one. Oh why? Yeah, like you know, I think I think Yakubi's saying this. This Forty ers defense is so good. You know, they're the best defense in the league. I think they have 
established that pretty clearly. So much talent. And here's the crazy thing. It's like they're so, they have so many injuries, you know, uh, on offense. And I think they've had them on defense as well. They, just, they keep they keep going. Like, yep. you know yeah. what I mean? It's like a well-oiled machine. Yep. They're yeah. really well-coached. The culture is great. You know, and I've, I've been so high on them. Like, I hate saying this. Like, you know, they're historically a rival team for me. But, like, you know, I have a lot of respect for their culture. And, uh, you know, I've been very high on that team as, like, an NFC contender. But, guys, this is my upset pick of the week. No! I'll tell you, I, I, don't, I don't take any uh, joy in saying this. I don't want to see the Commanders in the playoffs or anything. Me neither. The Commanders, so the Niners, everybody knows they have the best defense in the league. Statistically, the Commanders are actually number three. The Commanders are giving up the third least yards in the league. They're ninth in points allowed. This is going to be the stingiest defense that Brock Purdy has played yet. I don't really think, from what I remember, he's played, you know, a legit stingy defense yet. Now, the counter to that is obviously, (laughs) okay, what can Taylor, Taylor Heineke, or if Carson Wentz plays... What can they do against the 49ers offense, right? Uh, against 49ers defense. And that's fair. Like, that makes a lot a lot of sense. But, guys, the NFL is weird. You know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's a strange lady as, as uh, you know, they say. And I think the, the commanders pull off the upset of the week here. I think it's going to be late, a late field goal, 20 to 17. But I, I just want to point out that this has no impact on how I feel about the 49ers. I, I think they're still, like, one of the top teams, one of the top two teams probably right now in the NFC. Hmm. I just think it's one of those games, you know, where the NFL kind of throws a curveball at you. And I can, I, I can see it happening this week. Wow. You have a vision. Yeah, I mean, that would be wild, man. A uh, c- couple things here. So... Last week's game, I, I saw them play my team last week. Um, I think the final score was 21-13, but it really should have been 28-7. to I mean, Geno came back that last second touchdown, and then they wiped off a pick six. So it was really like a 28-7 win by the Niners last week. And when they talked to Ron Rivera this week, he refused to commit to Taylor Heineke, like you mentioned. Uh, I don't know if they're going to maybe sub in Carson Wentz or what they're going to do, but when you start – teetering on your starting quarterback like that, I think that there are issues. So I'm just going to take the Niners to crush them, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be 40 to 20. I've seen enough from both of these teams. I mean, I watch I watch the Niners every week, unfortunately, and I see the Commanders as well. And I just think that, I don't know, the Niners just know how to win. Great defense. They're going to they're gonna kill Heineke. Um, I, I'm just taking them to crush them. I think it's going to be 40 to 20. So. It's the same thing, man. Yeah. It could very well happen. Yeah. We'll see, but we're going to move on to the game of the week now. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by four and a half points. Cowboys are favored by four, four and a half points. Oh, why? Yeah, man. I um, So, I was so excited for this game. Like, the last, ever since we played them back in week four or five, whatever it was, I have been look for, looking forward to this game the whole year. But that, it's kind of fizzled out a little bit, you know? Like, we, we kind of blew it last week 
not kind of, we did blow it last week. We choked away that game. You know, we should have beat the Jaguars. We, we, we lost that game. And we kind of essentially, like, handed the Eagles the keys to the division and maybe the number one seed at that at this point. The Eagles, you know, you know, with, with Jalen Hurts being out, that also takes away from this. Like, I want to play them at their best, you know. And, like, that takes away from the game for me. So I'm not as excited as I was, to be quite honest with you. I mean, of course I'm still up for this game. We still have a shot at the division. We have to win out. They have to lose out. I don't see that happening. But, you know, I think, you know, it's kind of funny. It's at the start of the year, everybody said, top to bottom, the Eagles are probably a better roster. And you know what? I think I agree. I think, like, their offensive line is the best in the league. I think their defense is stout. I think their offensive weapons are very good. I think A.J. Brown right now is, uh, you know, I kind of made the point yesterday I think A.J. Brown is probably the best receiver in the division, although I do think C.D. Lamb is kind of he's, – he's closing the gap a little bit. But I think right now A.J. Brown is probably a little bit better. Um, I still – you know, and I will continue to, to maintain the difference maybe at quarterback. I think, you know, I think, I think the Cowboys have the edge at quarterback. No disrespect to Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. He's an MVP contender. It's amazing what he's done this year. I think, you know, I, I feel – I feel less confident, actually, and it's kind of weird with Hurts out this game. Like, if, if Hurts was playing, I feel like we would be very up for this game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect us to overlook this team. I just wonder if, in the back of their minds, they're like, oh, well, you know, he's not there, you know, that kind of thing. And if you play like that against this team, you will lose because they are very talented, you know. He has weapons outside. They have that offensive line. The defense is very good. You will lose if you're not up for this game. And it's funny, if you look at the side-by-side comparisons of these two teams, like offense, defense, how many points they're scoring, how many points they're giving up, pass yards a game, rush yards a game, they're pretty close. Like, it's 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 very eerie how close they are. Um, I'm going to take Dallas. I, I, I think, you know... I'm, I'm less confident in it than I was previously. Our defense hasn't been playing that well lately. We gave up 500 yards and 40 points to the Jaguars. Um, or I guess 33. One was like a pick six. But, you know, that that was like inexcusable. If you're trying to be like a championship caliber defense, you know, that's inexcusable. So I need to see them rebound this week. I need to see – I get that Jalen Hurts is out, but I need to see you show up and I need to see you take care of business, right? I don't need – I'm not saying I need to see like a 40 to 10 game. I just need to see you show up because the chances of you blowing out the Eagles is low. That's a good team. But if the Cowboys can win this game like 28 to 24, you know, I would be very happy depending on how they play. I need, I need to see them show up. I need to see the offense, which by the way has been very good. It's been for the most part, it's been like number one offense or close to the number one offense since Dak's been back. I do think we need a receiver. We have problems with receivers creating separation. CD Lamb's getting like double and triple teamed, and we don't have like another weapon outside of your boy Tony Pollard, right? We don't really have like another guy. Pro Bowler. Yeah, Pro Bowler. Um, but I see that, and I would love to see. I would love to see Micah kind of get back to 
dominating games. I, I think something's going on. He's either been sick or hurt or something's going on because he hasn't been making as many splash plays as he was making previously. So that's what I'm going to be on the lookout for. Um, I, I expect it to be a close game because the Eagles are too talented, even without uh, even without Hurts, to uh, for us to blow them out. Um, you know, so I'll say that, and I will say that Hurts. You know, he is even though I, I maintain what Michael was saying was was he made some very valid points. I don't think that that takes away from what Hurts has done this year. I will still respect what Hurts has done. I just think that the Eagles, top to bottom, are a very good roster, and that's something that the Cowboys have to be on the lookout for. Yeah, great analysis there. Yeah, Yakubi, what do you think is going to happen uh-huh. in this game? So before I give my analysis, uh, who does the uh, who does Vegas have winning this game? Cowboys favored by four and a half. Oh, Cowboys favored by four and a half. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say uh, before I even heard that Cowboys should win this game. Okay, they they should win this game, um, and this is the game is going to be played where Dallas or at Dallas. Dallas. Oh yeah. Oh, it's going to be home in Dallas. Yeah. So Dallas should win this game. Um, if they don't, it will be a huge disappointment for for Dallas. Okay, I mean, um, it's at home, and their starting quarterback for the Eagles is not. Uh, playing Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew's coming in. Although he's serviceable, back, serviceable backup, they should win this game. However, okay, I'm, I'm probably here's the thing about the Eagles. All right, I, per, I personally think the Eagles' identity has been they've been playing complementary football. It's just it's a sign of a really solid overall team, an overall roster. Um, I think they could actually. Weather a law, uh, weather the absence of Jalen Hurts because their offensive power that they have in weapons with AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, uh, Goddard, um, and Devontae Smith, right? The creativity of their offense, uh, of the offensive play calling. Um, and then you couple that with a strong, solid defense on all three levels. Their defense has talented athletes. They have, I think they have more players with six-plus sacks than any other team. Right? It, they know how to do blitz schemes. They've got a lot of different guys who can put pressure on the quarterback. So I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for the Cowboys. I think they should win. However, I think there's ways to mitigate the loss of – Jalen Hurts, you know, by 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 really putting together longer drives, shortening the game, utilizing the running, play action, things of that nature, and just playing, you know, stifling defense. I think this is going to be, um, a, you know, an unfortunate upset, mm. um, and but a close one. I can see this game going into overtime, and but I'm only going to give the nod to the Eagles by three, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Um, and I think we find we realize a game like this is going to be. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be telling as to is this a really caliber Eagles team that is real that is true to their record? Because I remember the the, the Broncos let's go way back now when Elway went down and Bucky Brister came in, 
right? The Broncos won several games towards the end of the season with Bubby Brister. Why? Because they had a, they played complementary football. They had a solid defense, and they had a good run game. And that's a lot of what the Eagles have. And this is no knack against the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are a talented team. I think they should win this game, like I mentioned. I think they're going to be a playoff team. And I actually do hope to see the Cowboys go for further than they have been in the past two this year. Uh, because, you know, they had a really disappointing end to their season last year in the playoffs. Um, and by no means are the Cowboys going to come out flat. They're going to be ready for this game. I mean, they lost, you know, in dramatic fashion last week. And I don't think that's going to happen in such a dramatic way. But I think what this is going to show us is the overall talent of the Eagles team. And, uh, and that's, you know, they they're a strong overall team that's playing solid complementary football and they edge the victory here with a 27 to 24 victory. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A lot of good points there. So I, I, I think Minshew is actually a better passer than Jalen hurts. He's no ordinary backup. I just saw, so his stats are, he has 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's, Whoa. I mean, th- those are not like backup numbers. That is, he is, I think the best, probably the best backup in the league. He's a very, very good passer of the ball. I think this is going to be a very physical, gritty game. I think there's going to be multiple fights in this game. These guys don't like each other. I mean, I could tell like, through the media, th- these, these teams don't like each other. Um, you know, what's been mentioned before is I've seen kind of a deficiency in that second quarter cornerback position for, for Dallas over these past few weeks. And when you, ha- when you have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, I think that they can really take advantage of that, that deficiency there. Like you mentioned, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, Dak, I think they've been playing amazingly well. And you know what, O.Y., if this doesn't go down this way and the Cowboys win, you're going to have so much to talk about. But I'm actually going to take the Eagles to barely win this game. I'm taking them 28-27. to And I think that these teams are going to meet again in the playoffs. And I think that might be fuel for the Cowboys to win when they meet again in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I, bro, I, I, I can totally see that. I, again, I think the Eagles are so well, like as much as I hate them, like, and I hate them, as you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I have to respect how well they're playing. I have to respect, you know, who they are. Um, and I, one, one kind of general point I just wanted to make is when we say that, oh, like these teams will be okay without their quarterbacks. It's not necessarily a knock against the quarterback, you know. It it's more so a praise of how good a team is constructed, and like you know, like we we experienced that like early in the season when Dak went down, we won like four games with Cooper Rush, mm-hmm. and you know that doesn't mean that Cooper Rush is as good as Dak. It just means that the team is very well constructed. The coaches did a great job of game planning with Cooper Rush to win those games. Like Yakubi was saying complimentary football i think the eagles can do that unfortunately i think they can do that with gardner Minshew, who is more talented probably better than cooper rush who i love by the way uh you know so it's not necessarily a knock you know i i agree with you i think i think Minshew is probably a better passer than hurts you know i think what hurts gives you is the athleticism the ability to run you know you know kind of playing outside of the game plan he gives you a lot more of that um but the strength of this 
Eagles team, guys, is like that offensive line, the perimeter with those receivers. Like they they have a a very deep roster, and you know, I, it's not a knock to say that I don't think that they'll lose a beat just because of how well they're constructed. That's that's kind of like all we're saying when we say that. Well, to add to that point, you know, a different quarterback does play a big difference in the game. You know, it's uh, like look at the look at the difference of um, the Jets quarterbacks. In fact, you you have White and then you have Wilson, right? It's the same team, it's the same offense, it's the same schemes and whatever it is. But look at the outcome. So a quarterback can make a very big difference on the outcome of the game. Obviously, I think that does go with that being said. So, um, you know, I think it's 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 also it could be a stretch to to say that Minshew is going to have the same type of success as Jalen has had too. Obviously, he's in that starting position and whatnot. So, I mean, I I think it will have an effect on the Eagles. And I think if the if the Cowboys are going to win this game, they gotta they gotta you know they gotta finish the game strong. I mean the Cowboys have had really decent first halves in a lot of games, and they you know and then the second half of games besides that Colts game where they just went on on a craze in the fourth quarter, like they sometimes lose the game in the fourth quarter on some of these games that they've lost. So I feel like they gotta. I could see the Cowboys starting hot. I just, you know, if, if the question is if they're going to be able to finish out a game against the Eagles. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, I, this is definitely going to be an interesting I'm actually excited for this game, too, as well, because I think it really is like a pre-playoff game as well. You know that these teams are hate each other. You know they're both fighting, obviously, they both have high aspirations for this year. They both are Super Bowl contenders. So it's like this is definitely a pre-playoff game. So I'm excited to see how it all plays out. And I think that if the Eagles win, it's going to be an indication of the strength of their overall team. And it will only shoot them up even higher on the probability of winning you know, the Super Bowl if they do come out with a victory. And... Uh, you know, and if the Cowboys win, well, it's expected. You know, they should win this game, and because that's what you know, Las Vegas has them winning this game, and uh, it's more of a disappointment if the Cowboys lose than if the Eagles lose. Yeah. So if the Eagles win, this is going to really give them even more momentum, and uh, you know, more popularity for going even further in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. No, great points. We have five more games left, so we're going to pick up the pace a little bit here. So, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are favored by two points here. Uh, Yahubi, who do you got? My bad. I didn't realize. I thought that was the last game you guys <laughs> no, did. No, it's all good. Bad. It's all good. Um, so, this is the Raiders against two? Raiders against the Steelers. At the Steelers. Uh, at the Steelers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give the nod to the Raiders. Um, they coming off a crazy win against the uh Patriots, um, I, I Josh McDaniels beating his old head coach in that fashion is just Sweet. historic and epic. And they've had some crazy, weird victories the second half of the season. Um, Josh Jacobs has been a huge surprise as to his production this year. I mean, he's just taking a boost. and You just don't know what type of uh, Raiders are going to show up. And 
they the Steelers, I think they're just kind of inconsistent. So um, I'm going to give the victory to the Raiders, and I'll call this one uh, probably 24 to 14. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Oh, why? Uh, so everything Yakubi said makes sense. I think the, the, the Raiders are much more talented, at least on offense team, uh, and they've been playing great. But I think the, the emotion about Franco Harris this week is mm. going to come. You know, football is an emotional game. Yakubi, as you know, you played it. I think the Steelers win this game. Very close game. I don't think that there's enough of a gap between these two teams where I see either one running away. So I think the Steelers win this. They're at home. They're going to be rocking. You know, 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception and Franco Harris passes away. Yeah, that place is going to be emotional. I think 23-20 to Pittsburgh wins this. That's a good one. I agree with that. Yeah, you you make some good points. All the emotion is behind them. You know, the anniversary, Franco Harris passing away. Raiders coming off a big emotional win. Uh, Steelers have more of a winning culture than the Raiders these days. Everything points to the Steelers winning this. But I just think the Raiders have been surprising us all year and going against everything we expect. So, and one of those things that somebody, you know, you guys mentioned earlier, this just happens in the NFL. I think the Raiders are just going to win this game. So I'm going to go Raiders 23-20. to Moving now to the Green Bay Packers at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by three and a half. Oh, why? Who you got? So real quick, I'll say this is another upset that I have this week. I think, I think, you know, we, we, we talked about this before. Miami, you know, I, I, I like Mike Daniels. I like what they're doing. Those receivers are crazy. But they seem like they're overachieving a little bit, right? Like mm. just a little bit. Um, I, think, I think Green Bay – Unfortunately, you might be getting hot right now. Mm. Uh, I don't think they're very talented. I just think, you know, Rodgers has been playing well. I think the running game has been going a little bit. Um, so I think Green Bay ekes this one out. I, I'll say 27 to 20. I don't know if it's enough to make the playoffs. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think Green Bay keeps kind of their winning going, at least for a little bit here. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, uh, Yakubi, who do you got? And we got to thank the coaching tree that produced Mike McDaniels. Let's, let's start off with that because this guy has just been a joy to watch, see his personality. He's got such a unique personality yes. as a head coach. I don't think I saw him being this successful this soon in his head coaching uh, career. Um, I kind of wish the Broncos got him because I love his personality so much. Um, you know, he started off the season beating Bill Belichick, and he beat uh, John Harbaugh, and there was one other guy. The Bills, they beat the Bills. The Bills, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So this guy has. It, it seems like he's when the when it gets tough, he gets going, and he seems like he's got something up his sleeve. Um, he's also not afraid to like pull the trigger from time to time. And they got Tyreek Hill, man. He's one of the most crazy offensive weapons out there with Jalen Waddle. So. Yeah, um, I know that the Packers are getting hot. They should win this game. Uh, you know, we should see a traditional Aaron, Aaron Rodgers performance because it's it matters the most right now for them. But um, this is more of a Miami Dolphin year I see than the Packers. Uh, I see them, you know, squeaking out the win on this one. Um, I'm going to call it 31-24 uh, 
the uh, Dolphins with the win. Dolphins, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Frank the Tank Fleming from uh, Barstool Sports, he, he he had a podcast recently I listened to, and he was he's a Dolphins fan. He was rattling off over the past 20 years how many times the Dolphins have uh, do- dove in December. They are known to have terrible, terrible Decembers. I think he rattled off maybe like 10 of the last 20 years. They've just like bottled uh, playoff chances. Um, but I think because this one is at Miami – and Miami, I think, is a bad team in, in bad weather. But in good weather, I think they play well. So, yeah, despite – I think they're just talent, more talented overall. Uh, I'm going to give them this game 27-20. to 20. Uh, Moving now to uh, Yahoobie's Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Rams. Broncos are favored by three points. Abdullah, floor is yours. Um, I'm so disappointed in the Broncos. <laughs> I'm utterly, utterly heartbroken and, and just completely disappointed in the Broncos. I can care less if they win. <laughs> I don't like, yeah, man, I don't like to see apathy from you, man. You're one of the biggest football fans, and I, I hate to see what this has done to you, man. Uh, this has been a, an abysmal year, man. Um, this, uh, this game against the, the L.A., it's strange, though, because similarly, the Los Angeles Rams don't look like their usual self either. And I obviously, Stafford's not playing. Um, and I don't even know if it's uh, Bradford, uh, what's his name, uh, Baker playing? Is he the starting quarterback? Yeah. And this is going to be in Denver? No. no LA. Yeah. It's going to be in LA. Yep. Here's how I see this the Broncos had a huge victory last week um, against the Cardinals. They almost pulled up a huge comeback and upset on the. Kansas City Chiefs the weeks before. They get Russell Wilson back this week, and the Broncos' run game last week was great as well. Freaking uh, Murray had like over 120 yards, I think, rushing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, could be wrong by that. but And Marlon Mack is playing sneaky good. Um, Jerry Judy has been playing decent. So And their defense is still solid. So And we got Randy Gregory back. So I, I actually could see the Broncos having a moral victory here, uh, getting their fifth win of the uh, pathetic season this year. So I'll give them the, the edge um, with a victory of, I'm going to call it 20 to 13. Broncos okay. Before we move, I just want to say, you said Russell Wilson's coming back this week. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? So I'm only thinking it's a good thing because of how he played against Kansas City. That's um, he was orchestrating that comeback against the Chiefs until he got hurt, and I think he's going to build off of that momentum. A, B, seeing his backup quarterback get the first victory in I don't know six weeks, I think is going to motivate him even more. Also, the fact that the Broncos know now they can run the ball, um, I think it's these different things combined together are going to give them the the edge. So I think it's going to be a good thing for them this week that Russell Wilson is coming back. And so that's yeah, that's my take on it. Okay. All right. Oh, why? Uh, so real quick, the best unit on the field is the Broncos defense. like, oh, yeah. And it's by a lot. This is an elite unit, right? They're number four, I think, in yards a game and number three in points a game. So this is an elite unit. And the Rams haven't been good all year. 
And my bold prediction for this game, I think the Broncos offense kind of wakes up here. Mm. I, I don't know if it carries over or like next week, but I think Russell Wilson plays his best game of the year here. And I think they score 28 points, which is a lot for that offense. But I think this is something, you know, you know this again, this is one of those games where it's an anomaly. But I, I, I see Denver winning this, you know, with like an offensive outpouring of the season, twenty-eight to seventeen. I see them beating the Rams. I don't think much of the Rams. Uh, you know, they haven't been good all year, and I think the Broncos' defense has been elite. And Baker's going to have a very tough time. I know he had that great drive at the end of the game, but that wasn't the Broncos' defense, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to have a very tough time. I think moving the ball against that defense. So, uh, yeah, twenty-eight seventeen. Russell Wilson throws four touchdowns. Ooh, wow. Yeah. So, so, oh, so okay, okay. I I, I kind of dropped this in the chat last week. I was kind of impressed by Brett Rippon a little bit. I thought some of the little parts of his game, like you know that that, that fake that he had, like uh, when he was like trying to hand it off, fake handoff. He he does that really really well, and then he passed to the to, to the open guy. I think Dulcich for the for the touchdown. I don't know that they should bench him. I'm sorry. I'm a, Russell Wilson. You were in Seattle for all these years. I don't know. Brett Ribbon, You finally got your first win. Now you're playing another team that's similar to the Cardinals, maybe even worse. You set them up for success here. I would have been a fan of them. Well, not a fan because sorry. I want the Broncos to keep losing for the Seahawks <laughs> draft pick. I'm sorry, but. I think they, they would have had a better chance with, with Rippon during this game, to be honest with you, even though I agree. He played amazing against Kansas City. Russ did. It's just he's coming back so soon from this concussion, and he did this also in Seattle. He had that concussion water that he, he kept drinking, and, and uh, he tried to come back, and he came back too soon, and he just played so bad. So I don't know if he's coming back too too soon from this concussion. Um, yeah, this is going to be a crazy game. Everything points to the Broncos winning this game, obviously, but I'm just going to – a homer pick and just the <laughs> seventeen to fourteen Rams, so the the Seahawks can get a better pick. And I'm I'm sorry. I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong for especially I hope you're sick. I mean, because I don't want to I don't want them to see any more losing. So anyway, we'll move on to the next game here: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Bucks are favored by seven and a half. Uh, oh, why? Who you got? Unfortunately, I think the Buccaneers are going to win this game. I, I just, you know, Tom Brady, you know, it's weird. He hasn't been playing well statistically. And I think he's starting, the age is starting to catch up to him. It seems like, you know, it seems like it's starting to catch up to him. The Buccaneers are also like an old team. Like, and I think like that might be catching up to them as well. But the Cardinals are bad guys. Like they're just bad. And they always play bad like at the end of the year, at least with Kingsbury. You know, you don't have Kyler Murray. You don't have, like, you know, your most explosive player. I, I just don't see this as much of a game. I, I, I really want the Buccaneers to lose here. I want them out of the playoffs. But, you know, I think that they win this game. And I'll say 24-14, to 14, Tampa Bay wins this one. All right. Yeah, Hubie, Tom Brady, what do you think he does? Yeah, yeah man. Um, yeah, he's having a strange string of games here the past couple of weeks. And... Uh, you know, a lot of these uh, little sound bites and little quick videos of him that we see, he takes out his frustration on his team. I think it's really him kind of 
realizing that shit, he's part of the problem, you know? And, um, but you know, this is not the same Tampa Bay Buccaneer team as last year, but because it's the Cardinals and for the same reasons as I would have mentioned, um, you know, McSorley, I think this is their third string quarterback is going to be starting this game. He threw three picks, I think against the Broncos last week. Um, and I just don't have that much confidence in the Cardinals. And I think that uh, the, uh, you know, the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers come up with a victory that they should have this week, keeping them in playoff contention um, and uh, and bouncing back. So I'm going to give a, a win of 20 to 10 on this mm. one. Mm. Yeah. Uh I'm going to keep it simple. Both of these teams play the most boring brands of football out of anybody in this league. The running backs, James Conner, a plotter. Same thing for the Bucks. Rashad White and Leonard Fournette, they're just plotters. There's nothing exciting about them. Tampa, uh, Tom can't get a connection with his receivers most games, and it's perplexing. Like, it makes no sense. They just, like, barely score any points all season. McSorley at quarterback, what the hell is he going to do? I mean, you, you just – you have so many great weapons, but – He's just such a bad quarterback. So I'm going to take the Bucks winning this game in a snooze fest, 10-9. to 9. <laughs> Moving on to the Monday night game, last game of the week. Los Angeles Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. Chargers are favored by four. Yahubi, who you got? What's the story of the Colts being in some games? I mean... The Colts should be in no games. <laughs> they should have the fewest wins out of any. But yet, but yet they pull up these crazy upsets. I know they lost to the the the, uh, the uh, Vikings last week in a crazy upset, but uh, comeback. But why did the hell did they score thirty three points in the first half to begin with? Like, what the hell is up with the water that these Colts are drinking with? You know, aging Matt Ryan, who barely looks like he's being held up by sticks. By toothpicks, man. Like, I don't get it. So, um, the Chargers should absolutely win this game. If they don't, it's an atrocity to the football brand. (laughs) (laughs) If the Colts pull up another, you know, upset or uh, put up that many points, they shouldn't. The Chargers should absolutely win this game. They should walk all over them. It should be, in my opinion, 30 to, to, to 7. Ooh. Blowout. Yeah. All right. Oh, why? Who you got? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I agree that the Chargers should win this game. Uh, I'm a little surprised the spread isn't this is a little bit bigger, maybe closer to six or seven. Um, I think so, and I've said this a, a few times, I think the reason that the Colts are in these games is because their defense is okay. Their defense isn't, like, bad, you know. And I think if they had Shaq Leonard, I think their defense would actually be probably be good. Um, but having said that, I agree with Yakubi that their offense is so bad, especially with Jonathan Taylor being out, right? Matt Ryan, and I have seen this the whole year. I just don't understand why nobody else sees this. Guys, he has happy feet. Like, and you've been playing for like, what, 13, 14 years, whatever it is. Yeah. Like you look so scared back there in the pocket. Like every time there's like pressure around you, somebody beats his guy. Like, dude, step up. You're a former MVP who went to the Super Bowl. Like, it's just it's. I can understand if your arm is not where it was 
I can understand if you can't run like you used to, not that he ever could, but you know, like seeing him have happy feet and seeing him play scared is just very weird. And I've been seeing it all year. It is going to be interesting. I do want to see how Nick Foles looks. Yeah. Right. Like Nick Foles is like this guy, like he can just come in and maybe they're not going anywhere. Do I'm not saying anything like that. I'm not even picking them. I'm just saying, like, I wonder if he gives them a little spark here on offense, like just to just to kind of generate something within the game itself, right? So that's something I'll be on the lookout for, but I'm going to pick the Chargers to win. It should be a blowout, it should, at least by two scores. It should at least be like 30 to 17, something like that, right? It doesn't have to be like 40 to 6, but, you know, for the Chargers' sake, the Chargers are another one of these teams where – you know, we've kind of talked about some teams where, guys, how do you, how, how are you losing these games, and why is it like every year, right? You have like some like crazy thing that happens towards the end of the year. I think a lot of it in the past, in in in, in recent years, has been the coaching. I think Brandon Staley is kind of eh to me. You have a really good quarterback, like, you know. Let's let's do what he likes to do. Let's kind of showcase him. Let's not make stupid decisions here, you know. Um, so they should win this game very handedly. I'll, I'll, I will pick them thirty to seventeen to win this game, but um, I, I, I will be interested in seeing how Nick Foles looks in his very oddly his first action of the season. He should have been playing a long time ago, based on how Matt Ryan has been looking. So. Yeah, and even Sam Ellinger was was starting ahead of him for some reason. But you're right, Colts benching Matt Ryan for 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 Nick Foles here. Uh, but I have a little bit of a different take on this because I think that Jeff Saturday is absolutely scapegoating Matt Ryan here because he's now given up. Okay, he uh, Jeff Saturday has been a coach for what four weeks? Four weeks. He's now given up the most points in a quarter against the Cowboys and given up the biggest lead in NFL history. All right. And this is like two out of the – this is 50% of his NFL career. All right? This guy doesn't know what he's doing. That's a great point. This doesn't know what he's doing. Point. Okay? And like, like you mentioned, Abdullah, Matt Ryan scored 33 points in that first quarter, right? I mean, he, he led an offensive score 33 points in that first quarter. They, they gave up 39 points in the second quarter. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know how you're, 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 bet, you're, you're blaming this on – He's doing this to save his job, essentially is what I'm saying. Je- Jeff Saturday is benching Matt Ryan in-, in favor of Nick Foles to save his job, and he is deflecting all of this. And it seems like a lot of people are talking about Matt Ryan. I-, I agree with you guys. I don't think he's been a great quarterback. But to bench him after putting up 33 points like that, that's on you. That's on your defense, giving up 39 points like that. And the second – I mean, that's that's Good pathetic. Point. That's pathetic. So, uh, you know, what would you say? No, that's a solid point, though. Yeah. And you know what? The Chargers, on the other hand, they finally have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back. Okay, and yeah. they're looking like a absolutely better team with yeah. these guys. And I think that they're like a legitimate threat going forward now. So I'm going to take the Chargers to win this, thirty to seven. I think somebody else said thirty to seven before. Somebody say thirty. I think yeah. Or what do you guys think? I thought it was like it should be thirty to seven. I'm taking them thirty to seven. I think Chargers <laughs> will just give thirty to seven. So. That brings an end to our Week 16 slate here this uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. As uh, Nayef can jump on for one last second here to say a last word, 
Welcome, Naif. We are uh, against the gun here. We have maybe like five minutes left on this call. But, uh, yeah, do, do, Cow, do, Cowboys by 50. <laughs> Cowboys. Cowboys by 50. Yeah. Cowboys by 50 against the Eagles. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, man. No, it's good to have you on here, man. Any Anything else you want to say? I know we have like maybe five minutes, but oh, I'm yeah, just going to. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Dennis Allen sucks. Uh, Derek Carr sucks. Uh, that's it, man. I mean, there's nothing else to talk about. Well, the Naifisms. The Naifisms. Yeah, we're, 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 we talked about it. We missed it. Dennis we, we, Allen we, does suck. <laughs> yeah, he does suck. He does suck. Yeah. It's worst. No, we, 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 we missed you, but uh, Almer Youssef represented the Cowboys well. We had a great long discussion about it. I look forward to, to, to you listening to Always. it and giving your feedback, maybe on the recap tomorrow. But I want to thank you guys for joining this Week 16 recap or uh pick pod looking forward to the games this christmas eve and christmas uh, weekend if you're watching on youtube please go ahead and subscribe like leave a comment share if you're listening on podcast platform go ahead and subscribe there leave a five-star rating we're on stitcher anchor apple uh we're on a bunch of them we're on like 10 of them now so just get on there and, and follow us um follow us as well on twitter and instagram and support this podcast on ko-fi Omar Yusuf, Abdullah Yaqubi, NFG. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you at the recap pod. Have a fantastic day, football fans. All right, fellas.